So as you're aware, I was in bed and fell asleep. I've only just seen this morning the result. The valiant effort of the underdogs, by that I mean United, to get Villarreal, the heavy favourites in my eyes, to penalties. Take them 11, 10, and then David De Gea steps up. Just trying to set the scene for you once again. David De Gea steps up and gives the shittest penalty I've ever seen in my life. And really saves. And Villarreal win. Which means I've finally got a prediction right. And I couldn't have wished for a better prediction. Now right now you're thinking about turning off this voice message. And you're thinking about all the ways you can come back and just be like, do you not prick? But just hear me out. You lost. You crap. It's okay. It'll get better. Probably won't, but I'm just giving you false hope. You finished second in the league. That's a big achievement. Don't expect to do that again next year. You know, I know you're hurting at the moment, but but I'm there for you. I'm there for you because I'm a good friend. Okay, I've been there. I've been I've been there when your team's shit. You know, unfortunately, mine are no longer shit. Well, unfortunately for you, anyway. So I'm here for you now. And we can, you know, the roles can reverse. So like at school, when you, you know, go on about, like, how good United were, I can now say to you, well, you know, it's okay. Like, I know you're no Liverpool, but don't be too hard on yourself, okay? You, everyone was surprised you made it that far anyway. We thought that you would get struck out by a minnow from, like, Yugoslavia, or you'd get a bye into the next round and probably lose that. But, you know, it's okay. Enjoy it, okay? You know, have a smile on your face. You know, it's not like Marcus Rashford missed a really big chance. Oh, wait. Well, go on, brother. How's it going? Oh, all the better for hearing your dulcet tones. Oh, I love when you open with that line. It makes me feel really good about myself. But the irony is you say it all the time, so I'm not even entirely sure how true it is. It's just <laughs> habit rather than an actual genuine feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never it's never habit, mate. I always I always like to hear your dulcet tones. Oh, that's nice. I like to hear yours too. <laughs> oh wow. So end of the season so much to catch up on I mean we we I don't know where to start but um you know the Premier League is is now concluded um the Europa League is now concluded the England well the preliminary England squad has been announced the Champions League final is this weekend um where do we start Dan should we do a little roundup of the Premier League we can do a little roundup of the Premier League um I think I think you know the big story really is Leicester missing out on the top four. And uh, yeah, it's really funny actually. So I was with um, my partner's brothers, who are all Tottenham fans. There was about four Tottenham fans I was with on Saturday, 
um, Sunday even, which is when all the final games were played. The first time in ages that all games have been played at the same time. And uh, obviously we decided to watch the Tottenham-Leicester game. Um, and it was quite funny because even the Tottenham fans didn't want to win the game because they didn't want to play in the, um, what's it called, Europa Conference? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't actually want to play in that league, um, in that tournament. I mean, I, mean, I mean, it's not something to brag about, is it, really? No, not really. Um, but yeah, Leicester threw it away again. The exact same thing happened last season. Um, they were in the top four for longer than any other team in the Premier League and still managed to finish outside of it. Yeah. It's... Um... I mean, I thought they were going to do it when they got the penalty, the second penalty especially. Mm. I thought that... But, you know, these things are here to surprise us. One interesting thing, takeaway from that game was after the game, um, Gareth Bale had an interview and uh, they said to him, so what are you doing next season? Um, obviously, you know, he's, as everyone knows, he's on loan from Real Madrid, huge wages he gets paid from Real Madrid Real Madrid are trying to get him off their books he said I know what I'm doing next year but I'm not going to say anything because it will cause a load of I can't remember the exact term he used chaos chaos yeah um what was your initial reaction to that well I didn't really have an initial reaction because I think it was taken for me by everyone talking about retirement um but I don't think he's going to retire I, I, I really don't see him retiring I could I, I think he'll go back to Tottenham. Hmm. It'll be nice for him to go back to Tottenham, but I mean, uh, he's going to have to take a huge wage cut if he does. And yeah, but he's he's earned so much money anyway that you know he's going back to a place you know where he's you know. I mean, I, I don't know he, he, whether he's loved or not. I think he is. It you know, he's done, he's done pretty well for them this season, hasn't he, to be fair? Yeah, it's funny because it wouldn't surprise me if he did retire because, you know, there was obviously talks around. I don't know how he's trained at Tottenham, if he has trained much, if he has really participated in the football aspect of being a footballer. But that was the whole thing around him at Real Madrid. It was. It seemed like, at first it seemed like he wasn't interested in Real Madrid. But yeah. then it seemed like, actually, he might not just, he just might not be interested in football. And if that's the case, like you said, he's earned so much money already. He can retire and probably live comfortably for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's it's hard to imagine this because as football fans, you just assume every footballer, especially at that level, wants to play football. But there are so many other jobs in this world that you just get to a stage and think, you know, I want to try something else. And why can't footballers feel like that? Why can't footballers, no matter how good they are, just be like, I want to try something else. No, certainly. I just don't think that that's the case. I, don't, I think, is he going to be 31? Hmm. I still think he's got a lot more to to do. And I think, I think he'll be fine. I think, I think, you know, he'll, he'll remain, you know, you never know. He might go back to Southampton or to a Welsh team, you know, go and join like total network solutions. Could, uh, has there ever been a player? I think there has. A player who plays internationally but doesn't play for a club uh, well technically Zidane in 2006 World Cup ah oh, that's a shout well that could be Bale at this Euros potentially 
but he's but that's not the case, is it? Because he's still contracted by Madrid. So oh. it's a really interesting one. That is really interesting. And obviously, another headline from Tottenham is that Kane has essentially said his farewells. Wouldn't it be embarrassing if they don't manage to sell him? I mean, I don't think they will. Well, after the big hoo-ha, after he cuddles players on the pitch and he claps the fans and stuff. And then it's like, you know, when you say bye to someone and then walk in the same direction. Oh, it's bad. I've done that so many times. <laughs> yeah. And that... then you're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going this way now, mate. All right, see you later. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy blatantly thinks you're a, you're a tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that could be Harry Kane. But do you think that he do you think that he'll go because I think that he'll get priced out of a move yeah I, I can see that if I'm honest I could because I mean the only teams that are really would be able to afford him maybe Manchester United or or Man City or Chelsea Chelsea would be that would be uproar um, but I just can't really see I don't know when when Haaland's on the market and potentially for a similar price um, wouldn't you go for someone who's got what is he like seven years on Kane uh, if Haaland is on the market it, it, it depends if you want the future or the now because now I think Kane's better mm. proven in the Premier League it's really hard to say I, I, obviously I would love Kane to come to Manchester United but I really can't see him anywhere else I could see him being priced out of a move and being unhappy at Tottenham but because he's a professional still playing games and scoring but not celebrating I mean he doesn't celebrate much as it is yeah he sort of just does that finger emotion don't he little fist yeah yeah um no it's 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 real interesting I mean Europa, Europa conferences are going to keep him there Mm. Um, so I think it's one of them watch this spaces isn't it really mm. um, but talking to Man City you know congratulations to them for winning the league mm. you know obviously it's been a while now that we've known for but they've been the standout mm. two Manchester clubs finishing first, finishing first and second um, and Liverpool finishing third which I don't think anyone expected 10 games ago let alone well, probably five games ago. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's Liverpool are interesting because overall they actually haven't had too much of a bad season. There was just one massive middle chunk where you were terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were we were top until, you know, we were top in November, I think. Mm. So it's, it's one of them at the end of the day, you know, you come back stronger. I think uh, Chelsea were... Absolutely, jammy. How how do you lose and still qualify? They were disappointing, weren't they? Um, and it's something that we'll come on to. But you know, they've got a massive game now in the Champions League final. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping they would lose, uh, lose out on automatic qualification because I thought that'd be really interesting to see. You know, only a couple of weeks ago, Chelsea were in for three well, two trophies and, and one sort of top four finish and there was a chance that they might not get any. And then what do you do about Tuchel? I thought that might be really interesting. No, I don't think there was any doubt about Tuchel regardless of what happens. Um, but I do still find it very interesting. Mm. Uh, 
he he's done well. You know, despite their little stumble at the end, I think he's done well. Mm. I think it'll be interesting what they do in the summer as well. Mm. You know, will they go out and spend loads of money because they got a new manager again, or will it be a more conservative effort? Yeah, I, I tend to feel with Chelsea it'll be a bit more conservative considering they bought so many players last summer and a lot of those players are yet to come really good. So I think the focus might be on getting those players good. Yeah. Getting Kai Havertz to start more games, uh, getting Timo Werner to score more goals. Werner, who overall, looking back at the season, I don't actually think has been that bad. He's missed quite a few chances, but he's still made somewhat of an impact in the games he's played. Yeah, massively. Mm. Like massively, like I, um, you know, people have been mocking him. You know, us included. I think I think we've had a little go at him, mm-hmm. but no, definitely think he's been been real good. Mm. Um, I think he's Chelsea's like. It's kind of he might be their top goal scorer and their top assist. Their top goal scorer is Jorginho with seven oh, goals, and I think all of them might have been penalties. Yeah, he's not a very open. He's not an open play goal scorer, is he? To be fair, no. Um, so yeah, that's maybe. I mean, in all fairness, to, to come fourth and your top goal scorer finishes seventh, I'm, I'm sure Chris yeah. Woods got more goals than that, and Bernie finished seventeenth. But uh, I guess they shared shared the load. But I mean, you know, there's, there's there's not much else to really report. You know, everyone knew who was going down. There was no shocks. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal haven't got Europe for the first time in 24 years um, don't really think that's a shock I don't think they'll get Europe next year either mm-hmm. uh, they've got a long way to go I, talking to Europe I mean Champions League final oh before we get into Champions League final can we go just around Europe I just wanted to shout out a couple of things in the other European domestic leagues um, I'm not sure if you saw but I watched the highlights of Bayern Munich's last game and um, Lewandowski got his goal to break a, I think it was a 45-year-old record. Is this, is this the top the top goal scorer record? The um, 41 goals in a, in a season? Yeah. That was Gerd Muller, wasn't it? Gerd Muller had the record, yeah. Unbelievable effort. And he didn't win Player of the Year. That is it's ridiculous. He did not win Player of the Year. The Player of the Year was won by Borussia Dortmund's Erling Haaland. Wow. I mean, we'll get onto it later, but I think based on him alone, Poland could be a force in the Euros. Um, I also wanted to mention um, Lille. So, like I said, I was I was with a load of boys watching Tottenham and Leicester on Sunday. And then by the time I got back home, I was just in time to watch the Lille game um, in the Ligue 1. Ligue 1. And uh, it was actually a really boring game. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but it was really nice to see Lille um, win the league for the first time in 10 years and to see PSG not win the league. It's mad, isn't it? Because I, I love the fact that Lille won it. But their managers left for Nice, mm-hmm. who, are ni- who finished ninth. And their goalkeeper's gone to AC Milan. So, they're, they're, you know, they've, they've won the league and they're already sort of jumping ship it's almost like we've, we've done the impossible we ain't going to match it so we're leaving it was just like when I won the league of horsepath boys and then left for Oxford City yeah that was that was in the paper and everything that was <laughs> no one could see it no yeah. one could see it unbelievable scenes 
Um, also, Atletico Madrid won the La Liga um, oh. on the final day of the season again. Yeah, um, with uh, the, the, the buy of the La Liga season, Luis Suarez. Yes, that was... He was a difference maker. He was a real difference maker. It was quite... You know, Suarez is quite a hateable character, but um, just the story sort of surrounding the fact that Barcelona deemed him not good enough, then he leaves, and the team that does deem him good enough, he ends up you know, winning the league with, I thought was quite a nice story. Um, also, City, uh, um, I had our old friend Awace, who's a big City fan, uh, messaging me. And I managed to watch a few highlights. Napoli only needed to score one more goal to ensure that Juventus don't get Champions League next season and they couldn't do it. I've heard from many journalists that Napoli are the Tottenham or maybe the Leicester of Serie A and always flop at the last minute. It kills me because I had them in a bet and they, they let me down. Oh. So, you know, maybe maybe I've done it. Actually, I'm not going to commit to that because Naples is, Naples is like, you know, mob territory. Yeah. You've seen uh, the docks. But, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, mad. Absolutely mad. But, you know, congratulations to all the winners. And it's... Um, it's certainly going to make for an interesting league next year with teams bouncing back. Yeah, definitely. You want to talk Champions League? Yeah, man, let's talk this Champions League final. Um, Who, you know, Foden versus Mount, uh, you know, Werner versus whoever Man City decide to play up top, Ruben Diaz, who, who Who's your money on? Who are you going for? I think it's going to be a very cagey game. I think Tuchel will probably order his team to sit back, play ugly, just be organised. Um, and City will dominate possession. Um, but I think they'll struggle to break Chelsea down. I think what Chelsea, Chelsea are going to hope for, a sort of plucky goal and then set up shop at the back. But I still think Man City will just edge it. I think Man City is too good and they can break any team down if they really put their mind to it. So yeah, I say a City, maybe a 1-0 win in a cagey affair. Uh, this is interesting because I think Chelsea are going to win. Interesting. Um, no, there is no reason that I think Chelsea are going to win that involves them beating City recently. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that it's, I just think it's their time. I just think that, you know, Man- Manchester City, from, you know, for me, come in as, you know, pretty clear favourites, mm-hmm. um, especially where the form card's concerned. And I just think, oddly enough, that'll go against them. Mm. And I think that Chelsea, with, I think Angolo Kante has got a massive part to play in this game. Yep, definitely. Um, as is someone like Thiago Silva. Do you think Thiago Silva starts in this game? Yeah, I think so. Was he in the Champions League so. final last season? Yes. Mm. I think he has to. I think I think he's their best centre back. Yeah, I just I just I feel like he is slowing down a bit. And although he's uh 
assured on the ball and calm and everything against players like Mares, Bernardo Silva, maybe Raheem Sterling, you know, these kind of quick, intricate play like players. I wonder if they might show him up. No, I get what you're saying, but I mean, I'd rather have him than Kurt Zuma. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and Christensen. I think Christensen's been decent this season. I think he's been okay, but I, you know, if you you asking me the question of who I'd rather have at Liverpool, Christian or Thiago Silva, despite how old Thiago Silva is, I still have him. Yeah, he was. I remember about maybe ten years ago, he was the best defender in the world. Oh, oh, when he played for AC Milan as well. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot he played for AC Milan. Yeah. Madness. Oh, madness. Oh, um, so I'm going for, I think Mason Mount's going to have a massive game as well. Um, and that's going to be a launch pad for him starting for England. And, you know, England doing well at the Euros, um, which I think he is also going to be key to. Yeah. He's really come to the forefront this season. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, he was actually um, in my Premier League team of the year. Really? Mm. Which is something we'll, you know, we'll, we probably should have got on to when we were talking about the Premier League. But, you know, we are generic. I can edit, we're but not, I might not, not edit because it'll be like, yeah. Yeah, we're not, what I'd say is, is we're generic. We're not organised. This isn't called the organised, the, you know, the organised football podcast, is it? The professional specific football podcast yeah this is called the generic football show this is not the organised football show don't you know what I mean don't don't hate appreciate yeah no, I'm saying no, I'm saying I fully get that all day so so I think yeah I think that Tuchel will take home the uh, Tuchel will take home big ears this year um, is that what you call the Champions League trophy big ears yeah yeah I think it's called big ears isn't it I understand why it's called Big Ears because it looks like Dumbo the Elephant. I was going to say Gary Lineker, but yeah. Wow. Right. Little insult to Gary Lineker there. Yeah, but everyone knows he's got Big Ears, don't they? He's just... If Gary's listening, which of course he is. <laughs> I mean, he can probably hear quite a lot. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know. Satellite I mean, dishes. I mean, we're not... Wow. <laughs> we're sorry, Gary. Don't bring the lawyers over. Um, so yeah, it, I'm a I'm a huge fan of this game, and I think it's going to be a real good watch. I do. I think although it'll be cagey, it'll be good, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Really, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. It should be really good. Um, it's a bit of a should weird we... one. I don't really know. Who, I I kind of equally dislike both teams. They're both rivals of United, so. Yeah, I'm not really honest about who wins, to be honest. Like, it really does involve me. Um, it might bother me more if I stuck a bet on it, but I'm not completely... I think I kind of like the fact that Pep hasn't won the Champions League yet. I might... Yeah, maybe I prefer Man City to win because I don't really have any mates who are Man City fans who will rub it in. But I know a lot of Chelsea <laughs> fans who will, like, wind me up about it. Yeah, see, I don't have either, you know, because... Obviously, the people that we are friends with were born in 92 and Chelsea fans have only really started. Chelsea and Man City fans are sort of like 2000, and, between 2004 and 2009 that they actually become a thing. Yeah, Rush, 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 yeah. Russian oil money. It's, it's one of them, isn't it, where you sort of like, oh no, I was an Arsenal fan. Um, <laughs> Sported so, Leeds in the 90s. 
Yeah, so I got Leeds in the night, you know, when they had Faduka and Keane. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but now I, I, you know, I really, really appreciate what Sheikh Mansur's done for the league. <laughs> <laughs> Fool. I've never thought um, of this, but Shake Man Sir sounds like Shake My Hand Sir. <laughs> it just came to me. That silence is deafening. <laughs> this is deafening. I mean, Shake, you're really good at this, aren't you? Like, <laughs> like, like, city, uh, city, uh. Honestly, whoa. <laughs> Let's talk team of the year. Yes. I put together an 11 yesterday. Yeah. Um, I went 4 3 3. It's a really difficult one because uh, to fit players in, like I actually considered how this team would play together. So certain players didn't make the team because they wouldn't work in a team with that player next to them. For example, oh, you've done it like that. Well, sort of. I mean, I I didn't have to, but like, for example, in like my midfield, I'm thinking, you know, one's defensive, one's like a box to box, one's the playmaker. I kind of thought that way. See, I've not done that, and I've not done mine on stats. I've done mine based on just who I thought actually you've been good. Mm-hmm. Like to me, you know, other people might think, no, you haven't, but you've been good okay so do you want to start or shall I in goal uh, you can go first I've put um, Emiliano Martinez in goal ooh I just think um, he doesn't have the most clean sheets he's up there with the I looked at the stats he's up there with number of saves um, but I just particularly at the start of the season he was making some great saves and Aston Villa were looking really good and he was a very significant part of why Aston Villa were looking good. So I just considered it from the perspective of who's faced the most shots and had to make more saves, if that makes sense. So I didn't go for Edison because I thought Edison, he probably doesn't really face that many shots anyway. Um, but yeah, Martinez, I think he's been wonderful this season. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I went for Martinez as well. Nice. Uh, and I went for Martinez because I think that ha- for how well he's done, coming in from, you know, being a number two for, you know, however many years, mm-hmm. and I think he's, you know, legitimately been one of the best players, well, best goalkeepers in the league. Oh, absolutely. And so because of that, I think that it's, for me, one of the easier choices. You know, I know Edison's, you know, had the most clean sheets and whatnot, but he's really impressed, you know, and not just how he's got a lot of points for my fantasy team. Absolutely. So, you know, cash in while you can. You didn't go for the highest goal scoring goalkeeper this season. You didn't go for Allison. Do you know what? I didn't go for Allison despite his heroics because there has been slip-ups. Yeah. And so because of that, it's made me shy away from it a little bit. That's fair enough. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you my whole back four. 
Yeah. I've gone for a back four. So at right back, um, I, you know what? I, I wanted to put Wan Bissaka because I think he's been pretty solid towards the end of the season. But I remember at the start of the season, he wasn't. So I didn't go for Wan Bissaka. I went for Jao Cancelo. Um, I'm not even sure if he's a right back, but I've watched some games of City this season and he's he's been cutting inside. He's been like a playmaker from wing back and just doing some mad stuff. And yeah, I think he's been excellent. Um, Ruben Diaz, obviously, kind of have to. He's been solid. Um, but Harry Maguire as well. Harry Maguire has some of the best stats for all the defensive duties. And in the last, uh, what was it, four or five games, Man United haven't had him. We've lost every game. He's super important and people take for granted. He wins 100% of his aerial duels. Um, and left back, obviously, Luke Shaw. Because he's been phenomenal this season. Getting forward and defending. I mean, you you know that I haven't put Luke Shaw in my sights. <laughs> <You haven't. laughs> like, you are fully aware of this. Yeah. Um, I have gone quite similar oh cool quite similar so uh, I mean uh, I've put Cancelo at left back okay yeah um and like you the interesting thing for me was that how how Pep has diversified this this role in which you know once the ball is in an in an offensive position, he almost drifts into that centre midfield area. Yeah, and you know, watching that is you know really impressive. And he's been a, a real good offensive threat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the only time I've ever really seen a fullback do anything like that, and yeah, I was pretty blown away by it. So yeah, for me, he was you know one of the ones that made my list and that's why I've you know I've sort of gone for him over Luke Shaw. Jow. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was his first name. Um Ruben Diaz. Yep. I think it speaks for itself really. Um I think that given how he's you know come into this league and just just transform that so he has done what Virgil van Dijk has done yeah and that to me is the most impressive thing mm. um so yeah for me he's he's in it's got to be <sighs> center back position was a real toss up <laughs> it's a toss-up, right, between Harry Maguire. Yeah. Because I completely agree with everything you've said, and I think it's again, it's a testament to how important centre backs are mm. when you don't have them. Yeah, Liverpool, no. Exactly, exactly, exactly that. Um, it was between him, John Stones. Yeah, he's been been good. Um who I thought has he, he always has this revival period John Stones always has this period where you know he starts to get back to you know what everybody thought he was going to be and then drops off again but he's he's at his peak 
all of a sudden it seems yeah um and the other one was Ezra concert okay that's an interesting one yeah purely because I've just enjoyed watching him mm. I do think he's a good defender the way he sort of reads the game you know he's he's powerful he's got a bit of pace about him mm-hmm. and and I hadn't do you know what I mean you know I hadn't really noticed him until this season yeah likewise never never on my radar so you know he kind of took me by surprise in the end you know reluctantly I went for Harry Maguire haha <laughs> yes um like you said Ariel Jules fantastic and I think he's a big part of the reason why you guys have you know finished where you finished mm-hmm. um so yeah real you know real decent the other one it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of an oddball one so bear with me because he hasn't played a game since February but James Justin yeah he was really impressive at the start of the season but across the whole season yeah I I thought he'd done really well up until his injury Hmm. and I think if he would have carried on playing Leicester would have got top four because yeah. I actually thought he was solid. He was fantastic in my fantasy squad. So, and again, I've put him in purely because I didn't expect it. Mm. I did not expect it. I enjoyed watching him play. And it was kind of revitalising to watch someone break in, you know, a a young, you know, a young talent break into the squad. Mm-hmm. And and do well yeah it's a shame it's a, it is a shame he got injured because I mean thinking about the England squad he could have very easily made it despite having 400 million wingbacks as England seem to I've, I've, I do want to give one shout out to Wesley for Farmer though yeah he's been solid unbelievable I did consider him um midfielders I've played a 4-3-3 so I've got three midfielders and yeah, I've got 4-3-3. I, I've sort of, in my head, playing it how I play my FIFA team. So I kind of have a, a triangle with like a number 10 at the top and then one sort of more defensive-minded midfielder and one sort of box-to-box ball-playing midfielder. So my, def- I'll give you my box-to-box midfielder and he can play in a number of positions, but it's someone we aforementioned, Mason Mount. Yeah. Um, he has been... Chelsea's golden boy um, at, at first we thought he was just Lampard's golden boy and I thought maybe Thomas Tuchel will come in and he won't play as many games but no he's also been Thomas Tuchel's golden boy um, and he's just been he's been solid when Chelsea need a goal he's been the one to turn up um, despite being one of the youngest players in the team he seems to like really lead that team quite a lot of the time um, so he has to be in there uh, without doubt um, it was a bit of a toss up for my sort of defensive minded midfielder we uh, <laughs> um, you know what I, I wanted to put Eves Basuma because um, to me he looks a class above Brighton and every time I watch Brighton play he's the only player that like really challenges the bigger teams like when Brighton play bigger teams the bigger team looks like the better team apart from Eves Basuma he's like 
who Arsenal thought Thomas Partey was going to be. But I didn't pick Yves Basuma. Um, I went for Wilfred and Didi because uh, for a similar purpose, just interceptions. He's always in the way, breaking up attacks, starting the play for Leicester. And, you know, Leicester, despite just making it outside of the top four positions, have had a great season and he's been an integral part, a sort of silent but integral part. Um, I did check the stats as well. I think he was third on the interceptions list and third or fourth on tackles. Um, so yeah, solid and DD. And then the number 10 role, obviously, Bruno Fernandes. Yep. He's been yeah. incredible. I mean, he's the main reason that you finished second, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's the main reason we've done anything good in the last 18 months. I, so... I'm with you for two of the three. Oh, uh, Bruno Fernandes, I think, speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got something ridiculous like, is it 34 goal involvements? Hasn't he got 17 assists and 17 goals or something like that? Something mad like that. Um, you know, unbelievable. Uh, Mason Mount was the other one. Uh, purely because watching him grow into the player that he's becoming, he, he strikes me as that next guy that next Frank Lampard yeah um, pops up in dangerous places gets the goals I don't think he'll be as as um, as great as Frank or as you know as big of a goal threat but he's certainly showing that he's got the potential and just work rate as well I really rate about him the other one was really close um, between N'Golo Kante Mm-hmm. who I thought has had a great season um, and I I really wanted to put him in uh, the other one who I thought you might have gone for was Chessy Lingard I considered um, him but I, I didn't think he had played long enough they they were the you know just I think just how he rocketed West Ham you know, into into the line mode. They were doing well beforehand, but he really kick-started them into another gear. Yeah. Um, and for such a long time, there was a serious threat to Champions League places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to go for neither of them because I think that the third centre midfielder play should go to... I'm doing it like an X-Factor thing. I know who you're going to say. Ilkay Gundogan. Yes, I had him in my squad and then I took him out for Mount. Um... He's just been unbelievable. There was that period of time where De Bruyne was injured and Gundogan just picked up like nonchalantly. There was that game that I made him my triple captain. Was it against Spurs? And he scored two and assisted one or something like that? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous because I was buzzing. So I made him, I made him captain. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to get double points. And then you triple captained him, and I was like, "How have you guessed that? <laughs> How have you guessed that?" Um, and you know, he is, you know, been arguably City's Player of the Year. And when you're looking at the league champions, who you know have, apart from the last couple of weeks, battered the league, and he's been their Player of the Year, can't look any further than him. Mm. Um, I'm going. Uh, Shall I? Shall I do? Should I do my front three? Yeah, give me your top man. Your up up top head, head man. Okay. Front man. All right. So uh 
I've gone for yours, mine, and everyone's favourite player, Mohamed Salah. Yeah, prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't just, you can't, I don't know how anyone can justify not having him in their team. He has dragged that Liverpool side, you know, on some occasions. Mm. He is increasingly becoming a thorn in people's side because they keep writing him off every season and he keep <clears throat> keep writing him off. <clears throat> um, and he is scoring goals. Yeah. Um, and he just, there's, there's no sign of letting up. No sign of letting up. So for me, he's in there. Uh, Harry Kane. Yeah. Who was the first name on the team sheet. Has to be. Unbelievable season. Has got this new, this new found, you know, mm-hmm. ability of becoming an unbelievable playmaker as well as a goal scorer. You know what I mean? You know, I think he's the first player to top the assists and goal scoring charts since 93, 94 season. Since Andy Cole, is it? I think it might be. When they so, played four four two back in the day. Unbelievable. Unbelievable player. Um and the third one? Patrick Bamford. Interesting. Um I feel like this is a bit of a a bit of a um Royal the Rovers story because everyone wrote him off. Yeah. Everyone said, you know, he's not gonna score goals in the Prem. I said it. I don't think he was going to score goals in the Prem. He is, but I think he might be the highest English goal scorer by Harry Kane. I think he got 17 goals. Wow. Um, he was, I'm going to double check that now while I talk to you. I didn't realise he got that many. I thought uh, Calvert-Lewin had scored more than him for some reason. Uh, let me have a look. Let me have a look. So, no, Patrick Bamford is the third top goal scorer. Oh no, he's not. He's the fourth. He's the joint fourth top goal scorer. So it goes: Kane twenty-three, Salah twenty-two, Fernandez eighteen, Son and Bamford seventeen. Ah. Uh. So he has been unbelievable. Um. And for that reason, he makes my 11. You know, not just that, but I think he's probably one of the nicest guys in football. Yeah, he's, he's a bit wet. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I was I sort of dissed him and said he's wet at the start of the season. But like, I've heard I heard him on the Peter Crouch podcast and just in other bits of content. And I actually really like him as a, as a guy. He seems really nice. Oh, um, it was really interesting that uh, you mentioned just then that he's joint with Son Hyung-min. Because... Um, I have the same two as you in Mohamed Salah and Harry Kane, but instead of uh, Bamford, I've gone to gone for Son. Nice. Um, because yeah, especially at the start of the season, Son was unstoppable, really unstoppable. Him and Kane. I mean, Kane has come out the one with the the golden trophies, um, but let's not forget that it was Kane and Son was the big talk at the start of the season. It was all about Son and Kane. If Son's not scoring, Kane's scoring. If Kane's not scoring, Son's scoring. They're assisting each other. I think this was the season they... Did they break the record or equal the record for the yeah, joint? Yeah, I think the most goal involvements for each other. Yeah. Um, Son of a goal. Yeah, Son, Son's son been 
irrepressible, I think is, is the word. Ooh, irrepressible. Meow. Um, yeah, love a bit of son. Um, and that concludes our team of the year. I don't think yeah. there's too many upsets in there, actually. We didn't go... No, no. I think Cons is probably the most controversial. Uh, yeah, I didn't put him in, though. Oh, wait. Oh, no, you went for Maguire, didn't you? I went for Maguire, yeah. Oh, okay. I think probably, probably either Bamford or James Justin. Well, you made a really strong case for Bamford, actually. Like, I didn't realise he had scored as many as as that. I, I, for some reason, had in my head that... Um, Calvert-Lewin had scored more and I thought maybe even Ollie Watkins may have scored more amongst the English players anyway and maybe I'm basing that purely on the fact that those were the strikers that were taken to the Euro squad yeah man well Calvert-Lewin got 16 Vardy got 15 and Watkins got 14 oh so they're they're thereabouts I mean Calvert-Lewin started the season incredibly and then like I think injury and fell off a little bit but start of the season remember we thought Everton were going to win the league <laughs> No, we didn't. <laughs> we knew they were going to fall off. We just gave people hope. Well, I don't know. I remember saying they're going to hope by saying they're going to be decent and get to the Europa League. <laughs> I learned from the season that Leicester won the league to not write teams that you would normally write off off. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when Everton went top of the league, I thought this is it. <laughs> Everton going to win the league. Carlo Ancelotti, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mad. Um. <laughs> Right, so we were going to talk about the Euros. However, my phone is on 3% and I have no sign of my charger. So we might have to make a part two. We can make a part two. I mean, the Euros aren't immediately. So, but, you know, just so everyone's aware, I have participated in the sweepstake. Nice. And then I'm already choosing them as my winner. Who's this? Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of Euro 2021 slash 2020 is Finland <laughs> I shouldn't laugh I mean they might be good they've got a Denmark Belgium and Russia in their group yeah Pookie's gonna smash it mate does Finland have any other players not really but well, they don't need anyone else do they yeah I don't think Den- uh, Finland are gonna win the Yeah, you know know nothing. You You know nothing. You might win the like worst place team award. Oi! (laughs) Shout for that. Shout out to North Macedonia. Oh yeah, North Macedonia. Ah, I'm really excited. But yeah, we'll save all the Euro talk for the next pod. I'm trying to uh, get a wall chart actually. I think we might try and do, you know, a sweepstake ourselves. So, you know, listen up and, you know, maybe get involved. Yes, we'll, we'll announce it on the socials. We've been a bit slack on the Instagram socials, but we'll announce yeah. it on the socials. Yes, indeed. Anyway, have a good evening. Have a good night. Stay bright. Good luck. Tschüss. And Adios. Yeah, and God bless. Privyat, spakunen neusch. Yeah, naughty, naughty. <laughs> See you later. Sí.